You're listening to the Benton Heights Presbyterian Church Podcast. We hope this message brings you encouragement and helps to build your faith in Jesus. We're glad you're here to listen to this message from Pastor Paul. Well, today we finish the book of Daniel, 12 chapters. Today is that last one. So just a a quick summary. We looked at Daniel 1, and then it was Daniel 2, and then Daniel 3. Okay, never mind. Some of you got that. And today is the last one. It is chapter 12. Daniel at this point is an elderly man. When we opened the book, chapter 1, he was a teenager who was taken as an exile, a slave, a prisoner of war, and marched, along with so many others from Israel, marched 700 miles from Israel to Babylon. He was held as a slave did get into the service of the king and actually a series of kings. But the entirety of the book of Daniel is his life in captivity. By the time we get to chapter 12 today, he's in his 80s, maybe even 90s. He's at the end of his life. And he's peering into the future. And God gives him a vision beyond his life. And he shows Daniel and also you and and me If you believe in and belong to Jesus Christ, there are some things that God has planned in the future that are on his calendar that cannot be changed, erased in any manner. They will come true. God has future plans for you, some promises to look forward to. And I know for the last year and a half through the pandemic, our Immediate short-term future may look complicated and difficult, and it, it, it's kind of coming back again in a way. But God wants you to have hope and strength to endure it, to get to the end that he has in store for you. So Daniel 12 talks about the end of time or the end times. And there are five things to look forward to. Number one, the first thing to look forward to is that God rescues the troubled. That's good news. Because right now, the whole globe is in trouble. Needs a rescue, needs a deliverance, needs a savior. And that's exactly who Jesus is and what he does. Here's how chapter 12 begins. At that time, Michael, the great prince who protects your people, so two named angels in the entire Bible, Gabriel and Michael, They both appear in Daniel, by the way. We've seen that. At that time, Michael, the great prince who protects your people, will arise. They're talking about the end of history. There will be a time of distress such as not happened, as has not happened from the beginning of nations until then. So there will be conflict, turmoil, trouble. Some call it tribulation. What he's talking about, that things are bad now. But as we approach the end of history, things will get worse as the conflict between God and his enemy ultimately escalates. And we know who wins. But the enemy is not going to go away quietly. But Michael tells him, But at that time, your people, everyone whose name is found written in the book. Okay, yes, that book. The book we hear about in Revelation, the Lamb's book of life. Everyone whose name is found written in the book 
will be delivered. Now, it doesn't say all people will be delivered. It says God's people will be delivered. And if you're one of God's people, then you're on team Jesus and he's talking about you. The only question is, is your name written in the book? You know, it's just like if you were to throw a party that was kind of an exclusive party that needed to have a guest list and only those whose names are on the guest list could come in, that's kind of like the kingdom of God. There's a guest list. It's a party. It's a party that never ends. And the question is, your name on the guest list? How do you know if your name is on the guest list? You need Jesus. Jesus Christ is God who became a man. Jesus Christ came to fix our greatest problem, which is sin, and conquer our greatest enemy, which is death. Right now, the whole world should realize, A, we don't control the future, and B, we are mortal. For the Christian, that is why we need and love Jesus so very much. We need to know that he controls the future, that ultimately he is the one who defeats death and delivers us from death. Now that is incredible hope for us. Again, you need to know that Jesus is God. He lived without sin. He's the only one who could. He died in our place for our sins. And he rose, he rose from death, conquering Satan, sin, hell, death, the wrath of God. And ultimately, all this language of deliverance is referring to the second coming of Jesus, for which we're still waiting and when he comes on the clouds of heaven, as Daniel talked about, he will deliver all of his people from all that is against us so that we can be joyful with him together forever. And I want you to have that hope. Number two, the second thing we have to look forward to is that God raises the dead. Daniel hears an elderly man. He knows that his days are numbered but get this, he gets a glimpse into resurrection. Here's what we're told. Multitudes who sleep in the dust of the earth will awake. Some to everlasting life. Now in the entire Old Testament, this is the only place that that phrase everlasting life occurs in the Old Testament. Some will awaken to everlasting life others to shame and everlasting contempt. Heaven or hell, those are the only two options. This is the eternal state and fate of all humanity. Those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens and those who lead many to righteousness, in other words, tell others about Jesus, do the work of an evangelist, will shine like the stars forever and ever. The big question that the world wants to know is the question that this scripture answers. What happens after you die? Well, let me start with some false views of what happens. Some people believe that this life is all there is, that there is no existence beyond this life, that when you die, that's it. Not only does the Bible not say that, even here in Daniel, 
But that view offers absolutely no hope, nothing to believe in, nothing to look forward to. There's another false view. Some people believe basically the other end of the spectrum. That is that everyone goes to heaven no matter what. That view is also not biblical. And it negates everything Jesus accomplished on the cross. If that view were true, if everyone goes to heaven, then why did Jesus need to die? Why do we need to believe in him? Neither of those views is true. We see right here in Daniel, some awaken to everlasting life, some to shame and everlasting contempt, some to heaven, some to hell. Now, we'll add a third false view. It's kind of the cartoon view of heaven. What happens when you die? Some might see it as, well, you get wings, you get a cloud of your own, a harp, and you become a chubby baby in a diaper. I don't know about you. That's not my hope for my eternal state. In fact, everything I'm shooting for is exactly not that. So why are we told to prepare? You need to know whether it's today, tomorrow, next year, next decade, whatever the case may be. Because of sin, we are mortal. And God wants us to know what awaits us on the other side so that death doesn't become our greatest enemy, but our greatest opportunity for true, real, enduring life. Friends, the worst thing is not to die. The worst thing is to die without Jesus. You need to know that heaven is our home. And the reason why we want this world to be like heaven is because we're made for that world. And we're made by that God. So there will be a day that all of those who believe will have a resurrected body, soul, joined together, living forever. This is incredible. This is the hope of the believer. And it is what you will receive, a glorified, perfected body, no longer subject to sickness, no longer subject to suffering, no longer subject to sadness, all the things that we now face and endure on a regular basis. And what that means is that there is great hope that lies ahead. And it says here that we will shine like the stars. Stars in the Bible are oftentimes a reference to angels. So think of it like this. Stars are between us and the heavens. So angels are seen as between us and the Lord. And they radiate gloriously, stars do. And so do angels. And so do the resurrected children of God. So I have really good news for you. The people that you love, who have gone on before you, that knew Jesus, you are absolutely going to see them again. God raises the dead. Number three, the third thing we have to look forward to is that God rules the future. If there's one thing that we've seen in Daniel, it's the fact that God plans the future out and it all comes to pass exactly as he planned it. As Daniel wrote this, looking several centuries ahead of him. And history records it all worked out just as God said it would. God rules the future. But you, Daniel, roll up and seal the words of the scroll until the end of the time, until the time of the end, 
Many will go here and there to increase knowledge. Kids are going to go to college. They're going to write books that fill up libraries of the world, develop the internet. The amount of knowledge and information on planet Earth is exponentially increasing. Then I, Daniel, looked. And there before me stood two others, one on this bank of the river and one on the opposite bank. Um, we know that these are divine beings. As we've learned throughout Daniel, there's a lot going on that you and I get to see in the physical realm, but there's a whole lot going on that you and I don't see. There's a world that's behind this world that only God sees, and there are divine beings that are fighting for the well-being of his people in the unseen realm. So just like, you know, you don't see God at work, and it makes you question don't assume just because you don't see God at work that he's not at work. That's one of the messages of Daniel. One of them said to the man clothed in linen who was above the waters of the river, another divine being, possibly an angel, maybe Gabriel, we don't know. One of the divine beings said, how long will it be before these astonishing things are fulfilled. Tribulations come, hard times come, people are suffering, they're scared. The question is how long? It's still the question we want to know the answer to. People that are in trouble, people that are in crisis, people that are in tribulation ask the question how long? It's a reasonable question. It was asked in Daniel. The man clothed in linen who was above the waters of the river lifted his right hand and his left hand toward heaven. And I heard him swear by him, that is God, who lives forever, saying, it will be for a time, times, and half a time. We are guessing that means one year, two years, and a half, three and a half years. When the power of the holy people has been finally broken, all these things will be completed. Daniel said, I heard, but I did not understand. So I asked, my Lord, what will the outcome of all this be? He replied, go your way, Daniel, because the words are rolled up and sealed until the time of the end. Daniel is suffering. Tribulation is coming. He sees a bit into the future, and that future is ominous, concerning, and he gets a visit from three divine beings, and they tell him what's going to happen. And then Daniel says, okay, well, how long, you know, when is this going to happen? What's going to happen? Here's what he's told. Daniel, go live your life. Because all of this is sealed up until the end. Now, in that day, when you had a legal document, when a king issued a decree, had a royal document, if you will, what would happen is that that would be written on a scroll. That scroll would be rolled up, and it would be sealed. Clay would be pressed over it. And then the signet ring of that dignitary would be impressed into that clay, and it was not to be opened. No one could open it. It was not to be unsealed and changed in any way. And what was recorded should now be obeyed and acted upon. What he's saying is that the end of human history, 
All that God has intended for his people in the revealing of Jesus Christ, believe me, it's sealed, it's certain, it's confirmed. Those facts cannot be changed. (laughs) What he's basically saying to Daniel is, stay in your lane, bro. (laughs) What he's saying is, Daniel, go your way. Go live your life. Don't worry about the things that are out of your control. What happens in the future is ultimately in the hands of God. All you have control over is what kind of person and character you'll have along the journey to your end. Number four, the fourth thing to look forward to is that God purifies his people. Many will be purified, made spotless, and refined But the wicked will continue to be wicked. Now, we see that today, don't we? None of the wicked will understand, but those who are wise will understand. From the time that the daily sacrifice is abolished and the abomination that causes desolation is set up, there will be 1,290 days. Blessed is the one who waits for and reaches the end of the 1,335 days. Let me just say, All that we just read previously, the divine being said, okay, here's how long it's going to be, time, times, and half a time, and here's what Daniel said. I don't understand what that means. Faith comes by hearing the word of God, but not necessarily in understanding it all. So don't feel bad that if, as you're reading the Bible, let's say even stuff in Daniel, and you're like, I don't get it. Look, Daniel who experienced it and wrote it, doesn't get it all. There are things that are just hard to understand. It doesn't mean that they're not true. It just means we'll know once they occur and it'll make sense to us. Even here, the timing of these days, 1290 or 1335, it can all be confusing. What does it mean? What is it referring to? How does it apply? And I could give you lots of information and speculation from scholars about what they surmise is going on in those dates. But here's what I'll say. Two words. We'll see. We'll see what God has planned for the future. For everything he's got orchestrated will occur as he planned. Why worry about the dates? We can't change anything. Instead, the thing I want to focus on in this, in this passage we just read are three phrases that occurred near the beginning of it. How God makes dirty people clean. He uses this language, purified, spotless, refined. And he's talking about you. If you are a child of God, if you're a believer. You see, when you realize that there's some sin in your life, how do you feel? You feel dirty, defiled, unclean. Well, that's what sin does. At the whole point of Daniel leaning into the future is he's seeing the first coming of Jesus as our Savior and the second coming of Jesus as our King and what he's referring to as cleansing. Here's how we're told of it in 1 John in the New Testament. In chapter 1, you may be familiar with this. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, if we go to God and we say, okay, you know what? God, I know I've done some things. 
And I know some things have been done to me that have made me feel defiled and unclean. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. This is really good news. Not only are you forgiven if you belong to Jesus Christ, but when he died on the cross, the Bible says that every sin that you've committed was written, nailed to the cross with him, payment in full. Jesus, who knows the future, knew you were coming and knew what you would do and wouldn't do. And he substituted himself to pay the price for you, died so that you can experience life. Let me tell you this. If you belong to Jesus, you are forgiven. God is not angry with you. He loves you. God is not punishing you. Jesus has already been punished for you. You're getting adopted into a family. God is your father. And Christians are your brothers and sisters. I mean, this is the best news ever. But some people, even knowing that they're forgiven, still feel broken, still feel like damaged good, good, still feel like they're unclean, still feel like they're unqualified to enjoy God's grace and the future God has in store. Man, I want you to receive this gift. He is faithful and just to forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. God purifies and number five, the fifth thing we have to look forward to is God rewards the faithful. Almost the same as a previous verse nine, Daniel's told, as for you, go your way till the end. Daniel, go live your life. The future's in God's hands. You just be faithful with your responsibilities. As for you, Daniel, go your way till the end you will rest. And then at the end of the days, you will rise to receive your allotted inheritance. That's the Old Testament equivalent of Matthew 25, 21. Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your master. Now let me say this. Daniel, in all 12 chapters that we've looked at, verse by verse, Never sought to be famous, but he was famous. Another one of the Old Testament prophets, Ezekiel, twice names Daniel one of the greatest men in the history of the world. Jesus himself talks about Daniel. But Daniel never sought to be famous. All he sought to be was faithful. You know, we live in a world where everyone is trying to be an online influencer, gain followers, collect as many likes as possible. Daniel's message to us is don't worry about being famous. Just worry about being faithful and let God determine the rest. And if you've noticed in Daniel's life, he didn't get many rewards in this life. He got some promotions, but he's still under pagan uh, rule. He didn't get many rewards in this life, but he got rewarded in his eternal life. I want that to encourage you to be faithful, to persevere through hardship as Daniel did, to pray through hardship as Daniel did, to love others through hardship as Daniel did. And I love this. 
At the end, you will receive your allotted inheritance. You see, God has a destiny for his people, and it's to bless them. Now, some will ask, well, well, what do those rewards look like? We're not exactly sure. It's a bit of a mystery. But I think some of them are internal, like right now, peace of mind or a clear conscience in the sight of God, a certainty of God's love, the unburdening of pain in the past. And I think some of those rewards are external, especially what we'll see when God's kingdom unfolds for us as we are in resurrected bodies in a perfected world. And of course, these rewards are eternal. They endure forever. Know this. Jesus is coming. God's kingdom is real. The children of God will be raised from the dead, fully forgiven, healed forever, clean in the sight of God, blessed and rewarded. My prayer for you, whether you're in this room or you're watching online, is that if you haven't stepped into belief in Jesus yet, you will want to. It doesn't matter if you thought, you know, I felt I knew Jesus years ago when I was a kid, and I just kind of have stepped away for a while. I, I, I want him back in my life. Or maybe you're one who says, you know, I, I've been in church all my life, and I've, I never really said, you know, I've sat here, and I've never really said, Jesus, I need you to come in. I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. I want to be free. I want to be made whole. I want your forgiveness and grace. I want eternal life that starts now and never ends. There are only two options. Heaven, everlasting life, or hell, contempt, and sorrow. Maybe you've never said, okay, Jesus, will you welcome me in? All we have to do is believe. So as we pray to give some time, maybe, maybe that's a, a prayer for you. Maybe it's in your heart to say, I need to surrender. I know he died on the cross. He's my savior. I want to place my life in his hands and I want him to start on the inside of me. Let's go before the Lord. Lord, wherever we are with you right now, you're right here with us. We can count on your presence. It's a promise that you will never leave us nor forsake us. And we, we don't want to go any further. We don't want to walk out of these doors with uncertainty. How do we know if our name is written in the book of life? Do you have Jesus? Do you know him in your heart? That's the answer. What do you do with Jesus Christ? Who is he to you? And Lord, for those of us who are already believers, let this encourage us to just keep going at it, knowing all the promises and all the future that even though we can't see it, we don't know what the future holds, we know the one who does hold the future, and that's you. And if there's somebody who in this room or online today has opened their heart to you. God, we know that there is rejoicing in heaven. 
beyond anything that compares. Help them to be able to celebrate. Help them to know that there are others around them and they can reach out to to know that they can be prayed for and um, helped in this journey. And God, if we've just been coasting, if we've just been going through the motions, become real to us. Help us to open our, our hands and our hearts to say, Holy Spirit, come. Come and challenge us. Come and change us. Come and make us more of what you want from us. So that when we leave this place, we're different than when we came in. Because you've spoken to us. And we thank you. And we make this our prayer in the name of the one who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. We hope you enjoyed the message. You can connect with us on Instagram, Facebook, our website, bhprez.org, and subscribe to our YouTube channel to stay up to date on all our latest content.